You're listening to the Ministry Grow Show, brought to you by Reliant Creative, the creative agency for gospel-centered ministries. Find out more at ReliantCreative.org. Welcome to the Ministry Grow Show, a podcast dedicated to helping churches and ministries grow and make more effective impacts for the kingdom of God in an ever-changing digital world. Whether you're building and growing a gospel-centered ministry or leading a church, if you want insight into the strategies, struggles, challenges, and successes of other ministry leaders, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to the Ministry Growth Show. Uh, today on the show, we have Preston Peterson, Executive Director over at Gospel and Grain. Preston, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, Zach, thanks for having me, brother. It's, it's a privilege. So tell me about the ministry. We've talked a little bit in the past uh, on the phone, and uh, so I know about Gospel and Grain a little bit, but why don't you tell our audience what what you guys are doing, what um, your original call to the ministry was, how'd you guys get started? Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, the, the, our name is Gospel and Grain. Uh, we are a uh, federally registered 501c3 nonprofit that, that operates, or sh- should I say manages an organization in Ethiopia. Um, we uh, So our work is done in Ethiopia, and we are, um, we're an organization that, that runs a day center uh, for children. Currently, we have 157 of them, and we they come to our center, um, and 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 they come in multiple waves, and 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 all at the same time sometimes. But what they what we take care of is is we we feed them, um, we take care of all their 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 school and education needs, we take care of all their medical type needs, their nutritional needs, we do all the tutoring and things that go along with the school. In addition to just giving them a safe place to be a kid and 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 try to you know take time away from some of the tough situations they come from. Um, and we do all this to leverage the opportunity to talk to them and their family about why we do it. And that is to, to really, uh, you know, glorify the name of Christ and, and lead them to a place where they understand the, the gospel and they can be discipled. And so, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of moving parts within that, but that's kind of the general, the general gist of what we do. So it's a day center for kids in, in the capital city of Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. Awesome. And how long have you guys been a ministry? So we actually, yeah, yeah. So we actually, um, as of like October 1st, we've been doing it a year. Okay, cool. So relatively new. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So how did you go from zero to 157 kids so fast? Yeah, so so a little bit of the backstory. um, This kind of all started uh, with uh, the adoption of our youngest child, Reese. Um, she is, she's from Ethiopia. And so that's where our heart, um, our heart was kind of developed for Ethiopia through that adoption. Um, and the call of, of working there long-term kind of started there, but we did, uh, we did move from not, not part of this ministry and not doing it to 157 overnight. And it was kind of, kind of crazy, but basically, um, there was, you know, there was a previous organization that, that was running um, uh, the operation, and unfortunately, they just kind of had a tough time. Uh, my wife and I were associated that, with that organization through the sponsorship of two children, and so um, when they when they kind of came to light that they were struggling and just having a hard time, and and really um, the, the organization was not moving forward, we we through much prayer and and, and thought process uh, moved forward with with taking over the relationship with that organization and, and kind of jump starting it back up. Um, so 
there was at the time about 145 and we've added about 12 children into the program currently. So that's kind of how we went from zero to, to 150. That's crazy. That's awesome. That's an awesome story of how God's been doing some cool work with those kids and providing some opportunity for them. Absolutely. So do you guys have a partner in, in Ethiopia that you work with directly? Yeah. So, so, um, his name is Jonas and Jonas is our director of our organization. So the organization is overseen and administered by my wife and our board, me and my wife and our board, um, of directors. Um, and obviously we have a lot of volunteers here on this side. Uh, but yeah, so we have, we have a partnership with an organization there. Um, and we, we, we help to, uh, obviously do all the things that are involved in running that. But yeah, so we, we formed a, a great partnership with a local, uh, a guy and his, again, his name's Jonas and he's an evangelical and very passionate about Jesus and just has a really, really, really big heart for kids, um, in his local community. So that's, it's a great fit. You know, we're passionate about Ethiopia and he's passionate about the kids there. And we have a direct connection to it. So that's, yeah, we do have that, that, that organizational tie to them for sure. Very cool. So what have you guys been up to lately in the last couple of months, couple of weeks? Yeah, man. So we got a couple, you know, three big things really. Um, and, and that would be, uh, one would be, you know, we're getting ready to, uh, go on our trip. We, we go on multiple trips a year to Ethiopia uh, my wife and I are going on a trip. Uh, we leave the 29th of October, so that's you know big, big on on the on the calendar, and uh, it's a lot of uh, prep work. And what I mean by that is, you know, we've had we've had a, a campaign for raising some money for shoes and lights, so we have a big need with these with these shoes. So just to give a shout out to an organization called uh, Because International, they they do the shoe that grows, and so we're we're doing that. We're taking 155 pairs of shoes over there to those kids. We're also partnered. We we raised a bunch of money to um, take lights uh, over there. So we we are the families of our children and people who are caregivers for them. They don't have electricity. I'd say 95% of them don't. So we're taking solar powered lights that are made by Luminade. So again, another plug to those guys. They've they've been a great partner for us. So doing that and really getting ready for all that and going. That's been one big thing we've been up to lately. The other thing really is uh, uh, we've been really trying to raise awareness around child sponsorship and engagement of our children. We're kind of revamping what that looks like as far as, uh, uh, you know, the correspondence and the, uh, the ability to talk to our director and the ability for a family to really engage, family in America to engage with their sponsorship child. So that's been a big focus lately. And then also we just came out um, September 9th. We ended a, um, a campaign, a fundraising campaign, general fundraising campaign that we had. Um, we, you know, we had a, a pretty significant need and the Lord um, raised somebody up to supply us with a matching grant. So we had a goal to raise 55,000 and uh, we raised just a touch over that. So wow. we were, uh, we were very much blessed. So those three things like preparing for our trip, kind of revamping, retooling our, our sponsorship, uh, uh, you know, logistics and model. And then, and then in addition, just that big giving campaign we had that ended September 9th has been where we've been at the last two or three months, brother. Very cool. So I want to transition a little bit, um, and talk about maybe some of the struggles and challenges you guys have had. I mean, you guys are a, a relatively new ministry or a year old, maybe a little bit more. Um, but what are some of the struggles, uh, challenges you guys have had to deal with as you've said, Hey Lord, we're going to, we're going to answer this call. We're going to step out in faith and, and begin moving forward in this direction that you've laid in front of us. Um, 
obviously uh, with that comes a lot of unknown. When we do that, we're stepping out in faith. I know for our own ministry, it's, it's a huge step of faith. Okay. You've called me to this. Now what? So what are the kind of the struggles and challenges you guys have been faced with as you've stepped out? Sure. Yeah. And I appreciate, I appreciate you, you asking that question. You know, we have stepped out in faith and we're very, we've been very blessed in the sense of we've seen the Lord really grow, grow, uh, our, our faith and our willingness to, um, just really rely on him because without, without that, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's not possible. I mean, without us just saying, Hey, the Lord can do this and he can, he can make this happen. It's because it's way bigger than us. So you're exactly right. We have stepped out. Some of the, some of the specific challenges that we faced um, uh, would, would look like this. We would, we would say that this process has really, um, stretched our family in the sense of the amount of time and energy that it takes to do it well. Um, because what, what you realize is that there are, there are so many things, you know, it's basically running a business and, and that's what it is. I mean, and it's, and you're doing it from a different time zone, uh, eight, you know, you're eight hours, they're eight hours ahead of us. So, right. you know, that's, a, that's, that's the part of it of trying to actually do the logistics well, making sure that, um, you're doing, you're, you're, you're crossing your T's and dotting your I's and all those things. It takes a lot of time and energy. And so, you know, we have two small children who are nine and four and I have a, you know, more than a full-time job. And then my wife, you know, volunteers a lot, does all those things and, and stays home with our kids. It's a big deal to say, Hey, I'm going to take on, on this organization and do it well. And still, uh, still make sure that you're pouring into your family. So as it relates to, you know, our family time and trying to make sure that we're ministering to our family. That's looked a lot different um, than, it, than it did previous to this. What we've had to figure out is how can we minister to our family and grow our kids and their knowledge of Jesus while taking on this major responsibility? And, and how can we do ministry together as a family? So that's been something that, that we've had to really work through. Um, and try to make sure that we keep a balance and that we don't get so um, unbalanced on one side or the other that, you know, mm-hmm. something doesn't go well with gospel and grain or that or that our children aren't being, you know, ministered to and shepherded, um, you know, from from a parental standpoint as well. So that would be one big thing. And the other thing I would say is, um, you know, outside of a financial cha- outside of financial challenges, because a lot of nonprofits, you know, they're always raising money. But outside of that, it's really been um, how to. Make sure that we tie what we're doing to the gospel in the right way. So what I mean by that is for us, you know, we, we're, we're all about, you know, you know, our name kind of speaks to it in our tagline. If you go online and see our tagline, you know, it says feeding their bellies, reaching their hearts. And we, we really feel like, um, you know, you've got to address these physical needs when you're dealing with such abject poverty to where you can leverage that for the opportunity to talk to people about how much Jesus loves them, how much that he covets their soul and how much that they need him because they're separated, right? Because of their sin. And so to do that though, well across the world and with people who don't speak you, you know, your language as their original language, um, it it can be very difficult and you got to make sure that, you know, again, that all the details are taken care of that we're all on the same page from a, from a belief standpoint in the foundations of scripture. So that's been a, a pretty good size challenge. And that's been something that we're consistently working on, you know, discipleship of our team. How do we measure evangelism? How do we measure success when it comes to discipleship of our children and the families that are involved in the program? 
So, and that's ever evolving um, and ever changing. Uh, so that, that would be one of the largest um, challenges as well. So those two things I think have been kind of eye-opening and pretty good sized challenges for us as we've moved forward the last year. Right. Well, and back to, back to your first challenge, you, you mentioned that it presents this, this difficulty to make sure you're also ministering to your family and your children. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm sure within that, because you guys have stepped out, your kids are getting to watch you um, be obedient to the Lord's call and and run this ministry, this this thing that the Lord's put in front of you. Um, so they're getting to witness mom and dad be obedient, um, have their hands in being a part of what God is doing, the redemption of humanity, um, getting down and dirty in, in kingdom work. And so um, maybe that's a challenge, but I, I also assume maybe this – I, I don't want to assume stuff, but um, it seems like there would be some opportunity to minister to your family in this acceptance of the call. Oh, absolutely. I think that's where that's where like wisdom would come into play. I mm-hmm. think we, you know, and, and we we're constantly trying to seek out people who do things that sim- something similar to us and how they manage through that with their children, um, because, it, you know, it is a fine line where when your child, like our children are nine and four. So, you know, what can be perceived, um, or what is good work and what is, you know, the, the Lord's work and what we're trying to do. Um, you know, obviously then we ask the question, well, is it the best work and is it the right work? But then even if we determine that it can be perceived from our children's standpoint as, you know, if we don't, if we don't slow down and walk through things with them, it can be perceived from our children's perspective as, well, you're just not paying as much attention to me. You know, you're, even though you're doing this other thing, um, it can be, you know, it can be perceived that way. So we've had to be very, um, thoughtful and intentional about as we move ahead with projects and, uh, activities with gospel and grain and work, work in that space. How do we, how do we convey to our children, you know, Hey, this is a function of our ministry, this is a function to, to make other things happen. Right. And this is this is good. This is good. And how to involve them in a child, you know, an age appropriate way um, that that makes them feel like they're a part. Um, again, that's a that's an ongoing, you know, kind of conversation and it's fluid and it, we're always coaching and talking to them about that, coaching through it. But I think you're exactly right. It definitely is an opportunity for them to see us step out in faith. And, and really put ourselves out there and being inconvenienced for others and, and the gospel and so on. But again, it has to be done in the right way and talk through the right way with them. You can't just run, you know, run forward and not slow down and talk through those things with them. So, right. Well, that's a, that's interesting. I want to, I want to dive into that a little bit more because a lot of our listeners run ministries. They've also got families. And so, uh, I think giving some insight into how you guys maybe go about making sure that you're being diligent with your family and with your children and, and, uh, finding that balance between family life and, um, ministry kingdom work. So what are some of the things that you guys have done to make sure that you're being diligent about, Hey, we're going to invest in our kids first. They're our primary disciple, uh, and we're going to communicate well with them and, and invite them into this thing that mom and dad have stepped into? What are some of the things that you guys are doing? I mean, obviously no one has it figured out, but uh, maybe some of the things you guys are doing could, could help out others. 
Sure, absolutely. Well, we, I would say one of the things is just being willing to, one, one, one key thing um, is just being willing to like slow down and give a, an, a childlike um, explanation and an age-appropriate explanation uh, when we start to engage in, in, in things that we know are taking considerable time. Um, and that may sound very like basic, but, you know, myself and I think other people struggle with this too. You know, I struggle with the pace of life. So, you know, our, our life is extremely fast paced and, uh, that's, that's not necessarily a good thing. Um, really, but what I would say is it can be very easily missed for me to, and it was when we first started this, you know, we were just moving forward at such a crazy pace and not, not taking the few extra minutes or hour out of the week to talk to my kids about, Hey, what, what's going on here? You know, why are we doing what we're doing? How does it relate? You know, we have nine year, year old children in our program and what we do affects them. And let me, you know, you're nine Sawyer and you're four Reese and we have those ages in our program. How, what do we do that relates to them? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that can be, you know, relatable to my kids. So I think that's, that's one thing. And that's, again, that sounds very basic, but it, 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 it was something that we had to really focus on. And got, we've gotten better at over time. I would say another one is um, just realizing the temperature in our home. So when we run at a pace, and many families, you know, they we, we have a lot going on and, and all that stuff. So people who are involved in ministries and maybe have full-time jobs, you really got to be cognizant of the temperature of your home. And then, and my wife has really helped me with this because I, I wasn't always the best thermometer, if you want to use that analogy. You know, she's she does a great job of really saying, Hey, you know, our kids are at a place where we need, we need just to take a couple hours out this weekend, you know, and, and, and do nothing but just have fun with them and pour into them and, and, and do that. Um, or it may, could just be a day to day, 15 minute, you know, Hey, we need to take 15 minutes and kind of just relax or take a half hour and watch a TV show with them because, you know, they need that. And so just really being, uh, uh, again, be willing to take that, take that temperature of your home and, and, say, and be honest about it, you know, not run full bore a hundred miles an hour and, and just say, Hey, the kids will be, kids are resilient. They can be flexible and stuff like that. So my point is just being willing to slow down and have the conversations, but also being willing to be the, the thermometer in your home and understand where things are at. Um, I would say that that would be, that would be things that we, we've really had to key in on and focus down on to make sure that we can be successful at gospel and grain while obviously, you know, taking care of our home. That, that's, if that's our first ministry, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, that's so convicting even for me running Reliant and, and my other businesses. We have an eight month old. Um, and, and right now he doesn't really understand whether dad's there or not. I mean, a little bit, obviously, but just with my own wife in the time that, um, I probably tend to push away from time together with her because, Hey, I'm, trying to run this ministry and get this thing off the ground and, and make this thing happen and be obedient to this call. And that can be an excuse to um, not invest in her and lead her well, or uh, just spend the time that, that we need to together to grow, continue to grow our marriage and grow our relationships. So um, that's really good, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for just being open and, and honest with what, what you guys are working through. And um, that's some good, good stuff. So I want to transition a little bit. Um, well, actually, let's uh, let's talk about your second challenge. Uh, you mentioned how um, 
making disciples is is a challenge and you guys want to make sure that that is a priority um, that you're not just a rescue ministry for these kids but um, the dis- discipleship is an important piece so how are you guys what are some things that you guys are doing to work discipleship into your programs and into your ministry with those kids <clears throat> yeah so we um the first thing is we've really had to focus on uh, when we kind of looked at all this and, and again, we don't have all the answers. I mean, we, we've had other people kind of come alongside of us, you know, and mm-hmm. really try to help us see what we're doing well and then where our gaps are and then try to shore up those gaps and then and then obviously leverage our strengths. Um, and so one of the things that we realized was that uh, we have about 12 staff members um, and I would say about seven of them, eight of them really touch the kids in a way that can impact them long term, you know, and mm-hmm. then can also um, impact the families long term. And so we, we've had to, uh, f- first and foremost, really try to do our best to disciple our team. Um, and we really started that, I would say, about six months ago um, and, and really started to, to get them materials that made sense. Um, meaning, you know, some books, some discipleship materials, um, have some regular conversation with our director um, and other team members around, hey, what do you understand about this topic? You know, where tell us what your passion is around, um, uh, you know, this th- these foundational parts of, of what we believe. And so after we've kind of, you know, gotten that, gotten the water level where we'd like it, you know, and really they understand where we are and the importance of how we feel about it, and then, you know, they're, they're in a good spot. We've, we've kind of we've moved downstream into um, some basic evangelism type materials. Um, we've we've uh, we've we're, we're actually getting ready to implement using a uh, I'm sure you've probably heard of it. It's called the Evangel Cube. So that's one of the things where we have uh, we have we're trying to figure out, hey, if we get, you know, a 30 minute stint in a home where where we get our um, our social workers are able to go every week and we do home visits that's part of the that's part of the trade-off when a child is part of our program so we have to make these home visits and so part of that when we go is how do we take that 30 to 45 minutes because the social workers have a lot of visits to make throughout the week mm-hmm. um, how do we take that 30 to 45 minutes to really center it around hey yep we're doing these things we're so excited about your child being in the program this is their progress through whatever they're going through at the time um, maybe it's school and updates around the, we're doing English second language and all these things. Right. Well, then we really, we're really trying to figure out how can we center that around this point of differentiation about, you know, Hey, well, what do you, you know, what are you guys doing from a, from a, uh, a spiritual standpoint? And we have some questions that are culturally based that kind of get people to start to talk about that. And as we've, as we have, um, excuse me, sorry, brother. Had a, That's okay. had a, I don't know what, um, so as we have, um, been, been able to work through um, some of those questions and really uh, dial into the cultural issues. We're able to, to center those things, kind of work our answers. We have some scripting that, that our team can use that really gets the, to the heart of, hey, well, well, let's talk about, you know, why, why gospel and grain exists. We exist to, to, to really get, you know, the spiritual thing shored up and, and, and that's through Jesus Christ. You know, so there's some there's some things that we've developed over the last couple months that are some scripting, some some, uh, you know, some key questions that get to the heart of 
cultural issues there and religious issues there. You know what I mean? Get people thinking. Um, again, that's this is all predicated on building relationships through our home visits. Um, and, and, and we are actually we're going to one of the things. So we we said, hey, we've, we've had some success with that. But what if we tried this thing called Evangicube? So Evangicube is a it's kind of a neat thing. It, it's been around for some time, but we're taking quite a few of those with us on this trip. And what we're going to do is we're going to train our staff on, hey, when you go in, um, give this to one of the parents, let them kind of see it, check it out, whatever. And then as our children are discipled in our center, um, we, we're able to give them a child's Evangicube and they can get, you know, they can show it to their parents and it looks a little different, but just a way for them to kind of disciple their parents and, and say, Hey, this is what I'm learning about. Um, this is, these are things that, that, that I've have questions about, you know, so those would be some examples. Um, there's other examples with people that we are partnering with, um, that are, uh, I would say, you know, in country folks who, who are key to growing the gospel in, in, in that part of the world. And so we have, we have developed some partnerships with them for some organic, very type of organic relationship building um, opportunities that we have because of these families are part of our program. We're able to leverage that to allow them to get into their homes, um, help to, um, you know, disciple them and then start some small groups. So that's taking place as we speak. We just recently kind of entered into a relationship with, uh, with those folks. Um, and the great part about it is they're, they're, they're very, um, they're in country. They know what they're doing. They speak the language and they're able to, they're able to really, uh, you know, I would say move, move the ball downfield in the sense of what we believe and how we believe as New Testament Christians, they're able to, 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 um, to, to move that forward and, and really disciple folks in, in, in a great way. So that's great. So, and so does a lot of that relationship with Jonas, um, are you, obviously it's, it's, uh, we've seen so many times where Americans come into another country and they try to, uh, bring the American culture and, and, um, and American way of doing things, American way of running ministry. So what's the balance between, uh, working with Jonas, allowing his specific call, God's call on his life, uh, to, to help guide you guys when you're in country, when you're talking with him and, um, well, at the same time, helping and leading him, allowing him to speak into your guy's life. What's that balance look like? Yeah, I would say that's one of the key things that we deal with, Zach, is how do we how do we uh, make sure that we are making um, making disciples of the nationals there, that we aren't pushing the American agenda, but also that we are making sure that we're staying accountable to the things that, that, that we feel like are foundational to Scripture, right? Mm-hmm. And and foundational to the way we, we need to operate for uh, transparency and accountability to our donors and the supporters and our volunteers. And so um, that's a that's a that's a very um, important balance. What I would say is we definitely um, a big part of that is high level of you know detailed communication. So Jonas and I talk four to six times a week. And, um, you know, the great thing about technology today is that, you know, if you have internet, you can do a lot of things. And so we're able to talk to Jonas a lot. And Jonas is a guy, he's very detail oriented. You know, he's got a master's degree from the University of Adis and, and he's able to, he's a very smart individual. So he is a guy who, who understands, Hey, we need to, you know, move forward and move downfield with, um, 
the, 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 the gospel and helping the kids and all the things, but, but he understands in his community that it's gotta be a, a, a locally based effort. Meaning the folks there, the families there who, who have kids in our program have to see that local folks, Ethiopian national people care about the other local Ethiopian national folks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why when we go, you know, we take care packages, right? Well, we give we, we give all those care packages to Jonas, and he is the one who distributes them, right? He is the one who him and his team distribute those to the kids. We take pictures of that happening. Um, we don't we we very much stay away from things like uh, going and 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 um, giving out a whole bunch of stuff and 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 all everything's so great when the when the white American is there. We really try to stay away from that. Uh, we try to we try to support our team while we're there. So we sit and talk with each one of them um, in, in kind of a uh, just a I would say a mentoring type way. Hey, what's going well? What's not going well? But we very we very much are are very um, keen in the fact of making sure that we allow them to take credit for the things that are going on and allow them to build natural relationships with the local families that are involved to where they get the credit and then they're able to use that to talk to them about, Hey, this is why we're doing it, you know, mm-hmm. and they're, they're able to build those relationships. Um, but I would say, you know, on the other side of that coin, you know, we're, we're, we're very, um, we're very exact in the fact that we tell, you know, Jonas, these are the things that are foundational to what we do. And, you know, uh, they're, they're foundational to our beliefs um, and foundational to operating well, you know, a, a very important high level of detail about bookkeeping and, and strategy and execution of details and things like this. So that way, you know, there can't be, uh, there can't be, well, we'll just do it our way in Ethiopia and we'll figure it out and then we'll just hope the Americans support us. Well, that doesn't work either. You know what I mean? So there is a balance like you talked about. Right. And so we just have to make sure that, that they're getting the credit for running well in the, on a local level while our oversight is the proper amount to make sure that, uh, that, 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 that folks here, again, our supporters and donors and volunteers, if they wanted to look at anything, I want to understand anything that they can and feel good about, uh, our progress and they can feel good about, Hey, we've identified a problem or a gap and we're working to shore that up. So I would say that if that, hopefully that answers your question, but again, it's a very, um, a very, uh, a tough balance because you want to go in and just change the world, but that's not the way to do it. That, that's not, that's not the right way because that's unsustainable. Right. It's unsustainable to, to, to say, hey, the, the white American can come in and change everything. And sure, we can before a time. And then if we walk away, it's like a water spigot, man. You turn it off and the water's gone. Right. you got to make sure that all that's sustainable and that it can, you know, work, work through things naturally and build relationships naturally, build systems naturally where it is sustainable. That if something were to happen to Eric and I or what have you, that it that it can go forward. And we believe we're building that foundation today. That's awesome. And I think there's a lot of wisdom in how you guys are going about doing that. So well done. Um, I think we have time for one more question. So I'm going to transition into this last question. But uh, obviously for any 501c3 nonprofit, fundraising is huge and it's a necessity. Um, so what is your guys' approach to fundraising? How are you guys going about um, going about doing that and, and keeping your supporters engaged and excited about what you guys are working on? Yeah. Yeah. So, man, that's been a, a big learning curve. I'll tell you, you know, we uh, we're, we're we're trying to, you know, obviously every day raise funds to be able to, to continue our work forward. 
Um, the great thing, so foundationally for us, the great thing about us, what we do is there really is no cost here in the States. There's no, there's no salaries. There's no, there's no expenses really. The only thing we have is like, you know, website uh, fees or PayPal fees, banking fees and things that are necessity, you know, to make it, to getting things done over there. But outside of that, you know, the, we really, we've made a commitment to keep our costs low. So that's one thing um, that, 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 that kind of from the get go, we've, we've committed to do. Um, so all the dollars go there outside of a few fees and printing materials and stuff like that. Um, the great part about what we do is we are a sponsorship model. So when someone comes alongside and says, Hey, I want to kind of connect my giving to a child. It's exactly that we're able, you're able to sponsor a child similar to other organizations out there like compassion or world vision. Um, uh, every one child, every child matters, you know, all these, all these organizations that do that. So very similar. Um, you know, we, we don't ask for, uh, for the full, uh, sponsorship, um, the full cost of, of a child's, uh, you know, what, when, what we would say the full child's cost per month. So if you took our expenses and you kind of, you know, divided those up by the number of children, it's, it's quite a bit more than $35 a month, but our monthly sponsorship is 35 bucks. And, and for that, you're able to sponsor a child, connect your giving there. You get correspondence twice a year from that child. Um, and then you're able to, you know, we have contact information right there on our website for Jonas. So people can reach out to Jonas and, 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 and call him directly on his phone if you'd like, or email them. So it's very transparent and accountable in that way. We do feel like that makes us unique. So from a, from a, a fundraising standpoint, a lot of people are worried about as we've kind of moved down downstream with that. A lot of people we've realized are worried about where their money goes. You know, when they get write a check, hey, well, if I write a check to so and so organization, I think it's going to the right place, but I never can really know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the great thing about what we do is, you know, it's very transparent. Um, anybody says, hey, where's my money going? We can tell you exactly what's spent every month and, and where. Um, and then the nice thing is, you know, for us, uh, again, it all goes in country. We don't, we don't, we don't have big salaries and all this from here and expenses. So, so that's one piece, um, that kind of transitions me into my thing of, uh, answering your question about how do we do it? What do we do for us? Again, it's that sponsorship model. And then that takes care of about 40% of our budget. Uh, if all the children are sponsored, so we're actively trying to get all of them sponsored. We have about 25 kids to go. So that's a big, been a big push for us. Like I mentioned at the beginning of our call. And then uh, the, the additional dollars that need to be raised about the other 60 percent of our budget. We, we, we grassroots fundraise, man. We we are sitting down with people every day, um, multiple times a week trying to, you know, to sell our story in a sense to say, hey, this is what we do. This is what we are, who we are. And we, we want you to come alongside of us. We want to help disciple uh, you and your giving and be good and be stewards of your giving. And so that's one thing. Obviously, the other thing is church partnerships. We're, we're big on getting in front of churches who have who have a vision for orphan care and 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 the care of the less fortunate and missions and coming alongside them and say how do we create a church partnership um, from a financial perspective and a prayer perspective and a trip perspective. So that's a big piece. And then and then really a corporate organizational uh, partnership. So we're always looking for folks who want to figure out how to connect what they do as a corporate uh, organization to uh, the international, um, uh, you know, uh, missions side of, of, of life. And so that's what we that's what we do there. We, we're constantly looking for folks who are whether it's one time gifts or whether it's a monthly gifts um, or whether it's, you know, raising awareness around an event. We're, we're all for that. So those are the three biggest ones. Obviously, we search out uh, grants and things like that. 
So when we look at the corporate side of it, that's a big been a big focus for us because we do we do have a gap there. We want we want more organizations to come alongside of us, but we know that there's a lot of great things going on all over the place. You know what I mean? Right. So the part of that is uh, the big part of that is um, we 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 realize that hey everybody's asking for money and we're 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 a small fish in a big pond in reality. I will tell you though, uh, we think we think that we're that we're uh, we think that we're uh, that we, we we're like to think that we're a big fish in a little pond. We try to think that way because we believe the Lord has big things for us. So I would say those are kind of the those are kind of the key things. Um, obviously everything that you give to gospel and grain is tax deductible. So when people look to year end giving or they look to, Hey, where do my dollars go? How, how does this benefit me? And that is a big piece of it. So it is tax deductible. Um, but those, those would kind of be the things that we're doing. Um, and we're always looking for, for unique opportunities, Zach. I, I would say we're looking at an opportunity right now, um, to see if we could partner with an organization that does, uh, does some, a really unique way to benefit uh, uh, benefit uh, um, orphans, or excuse me, benefit widows, and then you come alongside them and help them with an event, and then they can help you raise money for your uh, nonprofit organization. And so they have a particular call here in the U.S. to help widows. And so we, my point is, and I don't want to mention their name because that partnership's not done. But what I would say is, we're always looking for unique ways to create value for our donors and create the opportunity for people to give and connect that giving to a gospel centeredness. Um, so hopefully that answers your question. I know that's, that's long, but hopefully that kind of gives you an idea of what we're doing. No, that's perfect. Yeah. I, I just spoke to, speaking about the, the corporate sponsors and partners. Uh, I just spoke yesterday uh, with David Moorhead, who is the president of set free Alliance. They rescue children out of slavery in India. And, uh, we were talking about fundraising and talking about uh, – I asked him about church planting or church partners and, and how they go about doing that. He's, he said that church partners are difficult to find, but when they do meet with churches, they look within those churches for the business owners within those churches. So that's – when they meet with the church, that's who they're really targeting is those – uh, business owners because they've found that if they can get a business owner or a corporation on board, um, there's a lot more buy-in and a lot more long-term buy-in. So that episode is going to hit probably today, maybe tomorrow. Um, and I would encourage you and our other listeners to go check that out because it, it was a unique ap- approach that I hadn't heard before. Um, uh, instead of, instead of reaching out to the churches, yes, doing that. Um, but within that, really diving in deeper and targeting some of those businesses that might want to partner with you because there's a lot of Christian business owners within churches around the, around the world and specifically in the States. And so um, look, businesses that are looking for opportunities to give and invest in, in stuff like what you guys are doing and set free Alliance and other organizations. So. Um, Absolutely. Well, that's great advice, man. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Well, Preston, this has been awesome. Um, this is going to bring a ton of value to our listeners. I, I, this has been really good, man. Thank you so much for your honesty and transparency and sharing what you guys are doing at Gospel and Grain. I really appreciate it. Um, before we get off the line, can I pray for, for you guys in your ministry? Absolutely, brother. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, of course. course. Father, I just lift up Gospel and Grain and Preston. I pray that you would go before them, that you would continue to work through them, um, bless them for their obedience and uh, stepping out in faith and in your call and um, being willing to jump in uh, completely into 
uh, your redemption of humanity and, and the kingdom work that you're doing. Um, we know that you were already at work in Ethiopia when they went. And so um, we just continued, we just pray that you would continue that work and um, use Preston and his wife and, and their team in amazing ways. I pray for Jonas and um, his call and his, um, yeah, just his willingness to accept your call. I pray that you would bless him, that you'd keep him safe, that you would um, just do big things through Jonas and his team in Ethiopia. Father, we just lift up this ministry and pray great things over these guys. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Zach. Well, thank you, Preston. I really appreciate it. How can our listeners get a hold of you if they want to know more about Gospel and Grain? Yeah, so you can check us out on our website at www.gospelandgrain.org. You can also email me, Preston, P-R-E-S-T-O-N, at gospelandgrain.org. And you can call me. And uh, my phone number is on this website, but it's 502 727 Three one seven one, pretty easy number to remember. So yeah, call me, give me a shout, email me, um, and uh, check us out online. And, and we're on Instagram as well, Facebook, the whole nine yards. So again, we're we're looking forward to just hearing, just hoping to be able to minister to other folks through this podcast and and spread the spread the word about what we're doing. Awesome. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it, and uh, have a good rest of your day. All right, Zach. You too, sir. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ministry Grow Show. If you enjoyed it, we'd appreciate it if you rate and or review us on the iTunes store. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a story to share with other ministry directors and pastors, or know someone who would be an incredible guest on the Ministry Grow Show, let us know. We love connecting with ministry executives and sharing their wisdom and insight with our audience. Just send us an email at info at reliantcreative.org. And lastly, if you need help telling your ministry story, we would love to share how we can help in that process check out Reliant Creative at reliantcreative.org. See you next time.